Welcome to the Backyard Cyclist, the podcast for suburban cycling mixed with advice and observations from a cycling enthusiast. Today we are tackling the question, are bike shops worth it? With the rise in cycling over the last couple of years, bikes seem to be in demand more than ever. Used bikes can be found fairly easily at garage sales, auctions, or through local online groups. New bikes can be found online, at your local box store, or at your local bike shop. With the wider availability and lower costs, the bike shop almost seems to be an obsolete option. But we'll take a look at that in a minute. Hi, it's Brian, your backyard cyclist, and I've loved riding a bike since forever. When I first started riding a bike, I used the same hand-me-down bike that my older siblings used and would ride it as much as I could. If I ever had any problems, my father being a mechanic would fix it for me and I'd watch and learn. We didn't have a local bike shop in the late 1970s. If there was one, it was for richer people who could afford new bikes. Coming from a family of five kids, when we got bikes, they were either used or from Bradley's or Kmart. I remember that one Christmas when I got a new bike, a Schwinn something or other, that my parents got at Sears. My sister got a Huffy that year too. Many years later, I eventually bought my first good road bike, a Panasonic Sport 500, with the money I had saved up working part-time and doing odd jobs. And this one I bought at a bike shop that had been around the corner from us, but I never knew it. Once I learned there was a bike shop I could easily get to, and when I had the job to afford a new bike, I was there looking and talking and soaking up the atmosphere. I could just tell that once I bought my bike, I'd be riding all over like Kevin Cosner and American Flyers. Sadly, my dreams of racing and riding all over the world never panned out. I did ride that thing all over, but I could never get up the nerve, or the spirit for that matter, to get into racing. But I still liked hanging out at the bike shop until I got my license and a car. Then my Panasonic sat in a shed for a very long time. Many moons later, after marriage, babies, and moving a few times, I got back into cycling. I bought a dual suspension mountain bike online, thinking this would be a good sport to get into. I sold my old Panasonic and put that money towards a new bike. I was surprised that I actually got half my money back. The new bike shipped in from the Midwest from a no-name box store, and it cost a bit less than the ones around here. It came in a box and I had to assemble it myself, which was fairly simple for me. After riding it around the streets and not really touching any dirt, much less a mountain for that matter, I realized I'm just not a mountain biker. So I swapped slick tires, stiffened the suspension a lot, and started out using it on the road. I did a couple of upgrades to the trigger shifters and mostly took care of the bike myself. I did have a few instances where I needed a bike shop and thankfully there was one in town. What I didn't realize was how uncheap they were. So I decided to learn how to do things myself and go there only when I couldn't fix anything. When I decided to change to a road bike, I went to the same shop and marveled over how much more expensive the bikes were over Walmart or REI. But I also realized that the bikes were of much better quality than those stores, just like my Panasonic was over the Schwinn. Understanding that I was getting into serious territory now, I did a lot of research and found a few bikes that I liked and that would fit the riding I wanted to do. My neighbor also suggested another bike shop where he got his bike, a shop that I looked into on my own. Off to this new bike shop I went, and eventually I ordered the bike I still ride today, Specialized Sector Compact. It's 
It's basically an aluminum version of the Specialized Roubaix and a little cheaper, but it fits me very well. I continued to learn my own maintenance and after bringing it into the shop a couple of times, I was able to start doing my own maintenance and upgrades. So now who needs a bike shop? So here's a little history on bike shops, which I found a little surprising while researching. The oldest bike shop to date is also a Guinness World Record holder. Started in 1860 in Sutton, UK, Pearson Cycle still operates and sells their own branded bikes, but also does repairs and maintenance on other brands too. Other bike shops like the Wright Brothers Shop in Dayton, Ohio opened in 1892 and sold other brands of bikes, but also sold repaired and used bikes too. They also did repairs as many bike shops would come to be known for. They were an outlet to buy a bike when there weren't any other places around, and you can get any repairs done too. It was a convenient one-stop shop in a time when bikes were getting more and more popular, and they would see continued growth as the years went on. As more and more people started wanting bikes, manufacturers started making bikes for different types of riding, and instead of having a bike shop that catered to one brand, most shops would carry a few different brands and styles of bike. The bike shop had a leverage in sales that allowed it to carry more stock than a single store, with bikes that are usually higher quality than box stores. They were still able to service the bikes and clientele, and added accessories to increase their profits. In more recent years, bike shops also sponsor amateur teams, hold training sessions, group rides, and offer other services like bike fitting to get you and your bike as efficient as possible. But as materials for bikes change from steel to aluminum to carbon fiber, the cost of these materials and the bikes themselves went up. What was once seen as the best place to buy a bike is now seen as somewhat of a pricey place to buy an elite bike. With fewer of them around than box stores, and not as easy to access as online stores, the bike shop has seen its customer base drawn away for convenience and cost. But there's a price to pay for these options too. a bike from Target? Or a bike from Walmart? Or how about one from Myers? Sure, they're cheap and they look pretty sturdy, but looks can be deceiving. And if you're not taking care of those bikes, they'll actually cause you a lot of pain. As I said, the first new bike for me was bought at a box store, and it did last me a while, but I took care of it pretty well. It was a Schwinn something or other, and I took it to friends' houses and also on dirt trails so my friends could ride their BMX bikes but eventually it would break down to a point I couldn't fix and it would be too expensive for the bike shop to fix it. Like bike shops, box stores can also leverage your buying power and hold more stock in varieties of bikes, but they aren't keeping stock of the higher end bikes. They want customers and sales, so they sell the lower spec bikes with cheaper components to maximize profit. And they're usually assembled by store employees who, while maybe handy enough to use the tools, probably don't know enough about bikes to do a good job. I've seen this myself, forks on backwards, brake calipers so loose they're almost falling off. The kind of stuff that screams, well, somebody just told me to put this together. When done right, a box store could be a good investment. But with these bikes, if you have a major problem, you can return them to the store for an exchange or refund. For anything else that may happen down the road, the store won't be of any help. You're either gonna fix it yourself or you take it to a bike shop. deal online that seems too good to be true, or you found a retailer that only sells online, 
don't be fooled. You can't buy a bike like that cheaply online. Or can you? Now I'm just addressing legitimate storefronts here, not an online ad in a forum. There are some sites that sell off-brand or boutique bikes that don't have a big following or production scale. Some of these bikes are exceptional, and you'll pay for every bit of them. Some of the brands that have been sold or licensed to someone else. It's labeled a Ferrari, but it's a Dodge underneath the hood. And not all of these are bad, but some of them also aren't the best. And we're not going to get into the knockoffs from other countries where the quality control isn't even a thought. There are some reputable companies out there that only have an online presence, like Factor or Canyon. High-end bikes with little to no overhead. If one isn't savvy enough, you can mistake a lesser quality for a good quality bike. Buying a bike online presents two challenges. You don't get to try it, size it, or feel it, and you have to put it together yourself. Although some of the higher-end boutique bikes require that it be assembled at a bike shop for warranty purposes. Most cheap bikes and sellers really don't care. I know someone who bought a Fuji bike, but it had to be shipped to a shop for assembly. Since they didn't sell the bike, there's usually a charge to do this. And this is standard across most bike shops too. So if you're not required to have it assembled at a bike shop, you would have to do it yourself. The bike will arrive in about four or five major pieces, a frame, wheels off, seat and seat post off, handlebars off, and pedals off. This lets it fit into a box easily, and it doesn't seem too daunting for a handyman. If you know the torque specs and pressure limits, you're good to go. But if you don't, you're taking a trip to the bike shop after you mess it up. And even if you get it rideable, if you can't do the maintenance, the bike shop will. So should you spend a little more on a bike from a bike shop? Well, that's up to you. But I can tell you one thing about them that hasn't been addressed yet. Bike shops are local, are usually owned by locals, and they hire locals to work there. They know the area roads and trails, and are able to make recommendations with that knowledge. Try asking a box store employee what tire pressure you should use, or if this lube or that one will work better in the rain. You probably won't get a helpful answer. As far as maintenance goes, the mechanics are industry certified and have completed many hours of training and on-the-job experience. They can make suggestions when you are looking to upgrade components on your bike, or even help with a cheap project bike like the one I'm doing. And let's not forget about accessories. They usually have the latest and greatest in safety equipment, clothing, nutrition, and training stuff. Some also offer in-house fitting services to help prevent injury and help you get the most out of your training and riding. And if all of this doesn't apply to you, it's still a great place to buy a decent bike for a decent price. Well, that's all I have for you today, and thank you for listening. The next episode will be about why I ride and my JDRF story. I know I touched a little bit on this in the last episode, but there's still much more to say. If you wish to help me in my fundraising for the JDRF, you can follow the link in the description below to make a donation. I appreciate any amount you can afford. And remember, we can't make it to the finish line without you.